Friday, everybody. It is Friday, which means last night we had Thursday Night Football. The Texans and the Colts. The Texans needed to bounce back after getting waxed by the Ravens, and they did against my guy, Jacoby, and the Colts. Deshaun Watson played well. That man right there, way too open to be one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He had two (laughs) touchdowns on the night. After they got beat so badly on Sunday by the Ravens, they looked pretty good last night. Can you take them seriously as a contender in the AFC? So, I want to separate this into classes. So, for me, okay, it's the Ravens and the Patriots. Then, there's Kansas City in a class of their own, depending mm-hmm. on Mahomes' excellence, the reigning MVP. And then, it's the Texans. And then, it's everyone else. That's how I'm separating the AFC. Only four true top-tier teams in that conference. So, they deserve to be in the discussion. But anytime you play without J.J. Watt, you traded Clowney, I don't think that defense is going to be clearly as stout as you hoped that it would be as the season progresses. Yep. They played against a Colts team. It was a good win. But like you said, DeAndre Hopkins, while not physically as imposing as Julio Jones, he has to be the second-best receiver in football. People got to start giving him props for that. And Will Fuller seemed to be blazing past defenders, catching bombs. Deshaun Watson has a pretty deep ball, by the way. You mentioned Will Fuller, and I think that he was sort of the key to them last night. Because, of course, you could put so much tension on DeAndre Hopkins. You need to burn the defense with another threat. Will Fuller caught two really deep, really nice passes. Do you think that they can get this consistently from him and Deshaun Watson connecting? You hope so, but when you have the dynamic of Deshaun Watson, anything is possible. I mean, that guy's a special player. The offensive line just has to do a better job of protecting him, and then if they can create some balance with high running the football, that allows you to get those deep opportunities down the field. I just, you know what? It's good to see the Texans win because they are sort of part of that one of the contenders in the AFC. I kind of agree with your tears, but it's hate to see my guy Jacoby lose. Come on, Jacoby. That MVP candidacy is not looking great right now. Not, I don't, my MVP pick is not looking great right now. He's going to have to really light up the league the next six weeks or so, or five weeks or so, to get that MVP. I don't know if he's going to make it. Do you think Jacoby's going to be the MVP? Not going to be able to do it. But I give him a lot of credit. Anytime a football team loses Andrew Luck, you expect the drop-off, not only production-wise, but also in the trust of the other 52 guys, they seem to get more, they seem to get rejuvenated knowing that Luck's health situation was not going to be a part of their team. And they rallied behind Jacoby Brissett, gave him a new contract as an organization. So they believe in him going forward. Well, the Bucks beat the Blazers last night. Carmelo Anthony played and he looked pretty good in his second game in a Blazers uniform. He went. Three for five from three, only six for 15 from the field, but he looked pretty good. Jalen, do you think this is the sort of Carmelo Anthony that you can expect for the rest of the season? Don't sleep on LaBissieri. He had 22 and 12. CJ McCollum had 37 points, but it was great to see Melo get a couple of walk up threes, play more like a stretch four, get opportunities to play offensively and be creative. Uh, when Dame Lillard comes back, it's clearly going to look a lot different because he's the Portland Trailblazers' best player. But what Carmelo Anthony has proven is what we've already known. The last year, 
him not being in the league had nothing to do with his ability. It has mm. something to do, as he mentioned, with him humbling himself, realizing that he had to fall into a role. It's just that for the Portland Trailblazers, that role is starting. That role allows him to score double figures in both of the games that he's participated in. It's just so nice to see him back out there. We're doing the celebration and yelling at people when he's trying to get rebounds and cursing. It's the best. <laughs> and just the, the confidence of Carmelo is still there. As you can see at this play at the end of the half, you know he wants to take the last shot. The clock is ticking down. So here we have him. And he's, he wants, he's like, Giannis, don't worry. I don't need a pick. I'll take Giannis. No big deal at all. <laughs> I got this. You know, and then he does end up getting a screen here. So he decides to take Giannis and Lopez to the basket and it ends the way you'd expect it to. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he's going to have to change his game a little bit, or do you respect the confidence? He's not going to change his game, but we got to call that a segment. No country for old men, because you're going <laughs> to see those plays happen. While the opportunity is to knock down mid-range and jab step and 15 to 18 foot are going to happen, when he's trying to finish at that rim over young, longer players, he's going to get some shots blocked. So we're talking about Carmelo because he's a future Hall of Famer and he's a superstar and he's only playing his second game. But the real story of this game were the Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo. He had 24, 19, and 15 assists. Jalen, he is third in the league in points per game, second in the league in rebounds per game. Are we like sort of sleeping on what a year Giannis has put together so far? Bledsoe also had 30. Connaughton had 18. Spreading the basketball around. And the great thing about Giannis, if you notice, they basically play him at the four. They play him at the five. They use him to initiate offense. They'll get it to him at the top of the key. They'll get it to him at the elbow. They get it to him on the block. They're doing a great job of moving him around. And his court vision and his passing has improved so very much. It's impressive when a guy his size can get you 15 assists. Yeah, 15 assists, 19. It's just such a huge game. And I think that we're so enamored with the new toys like Luka Doncic and Trey Young that we're overlooking what Giannis is doing in Milwaukee. And Jalen, there's some things that are sort of, sort of bounced out in the NBA. Do you remember the Suns? They had that hot start. Well, now they're kind of back to 500 and the Pelicans had that really slow start and they're starting to win some games too. That's what happened last night in Phoenix where the Pelicans beat the Suns and Brandon Ingram had a really rough first half. Shook that off, ended up scoring 15 in the fourth quarter alone to bring the Pelicans to this win. Is this the Pelicans that you expected to see that they're now sort of like coming into form? Redick had 26. Drew Holiday had 23. Shout out to Kelly Oubre of the Suns. He had 25. He's been balling recently. But Brandon Ingram is a person that I consider a professional scorer. He's averaging around 25. No Zion in the lineup. He now gets the chance to be featured. He showed in L.A. that he could be this kind of player. This is why sometimes when you're a young, talented player and even a lottery pick, situation does matter. He's growing into his opportunity, which has allowed him to grow into his game, and he's doing a terrific job of leading the Pelicans in a big win over the Suns. Jalen, I think we forget quickly just what a big deal Zion Williamson was heading into the season. We spent all summer long talking about Zion Williamson. It is all we talked about. We were so excited for him to start. And then, you know, he got hurt. You know, and, and we told we told us he told us that he'd be out for a while, but there's no real timetable for his return. There's no real like this is when we'll see Zion Williamson play NBA basketball. How concerning is that for you and for fans of the game? I'm not concerned. 
uh, about the prognosis because this is the smart way to play it. Anytime you put timelines on it, that can never that never usually goes good. And then all of a sudden, you have teammates looking, you have fans waiting, you have media asking questions. When you say he's out indefinitely, that confirms it. You allow him to get some practices, Ernest, um, get get try, try to get his physical conditioning back. See, that's the other thing. Not only is he injured, Jacoby, it's an injury to his knee. Which hard, which is hard for him to maintain a level of fitness that's going to allow him to be productive as an NBA basketball player, a six seven frame, weighing two hundred and eighty five pounds. So even when he does get healthy, I would give him a couple of weeks to a month to even practice fully before I even consider putting him back out on the floor. Well, you saw that picture that I saw of him in the sweatshirt. Do you think he gained some weight, or was that just a bad angle? He probably did gain some weight. It's hard to maintain shape when you have a knee injury. What you gonna do? You can't do much running, can't do much jumping. So, like any human being, of course he's gonna put on some pounds. Oh, I would gain so much weight if I had a knee injury. Even if I just took like three weeks off, I'd turn into <laughs> Kangaroo Jacoby. It is now time for soft move or boss move. The Texas, the Texans linebacker group showed up to the game last night in costume. They're dressed kind of like Mortal Kombat, <laughs> I guess. Jalen Rose showing up to work in costume, soft move or boss move? Doing things via solidarity for me is always a boss move, especially when you go out and you win against Jacoby in a big time Thursday night football game. Boss move. Okay. I'm going soft move on this one. If you dress up as something, <laughs> you, you you shouldn't have to explain what you are. You know what I mean? When you see that video and you're like, what are they dressed as? I have no idea. Like, apparently it was Mortal Kombat, but I think Raiden, were they all Raiden? I don't remember Raiden having a shirt off like that. Like, like I just, here's my thing. If you dress up in a costume, I should be able to look at it and immediately know what you are. That, so that is why I find this to be a soft move. So you know I've got kids, and one thing my kids are learning about science and botanicals and how plants capture CO2. What if industrial plants could also capture CO2? Think about how that would help lower emissions on the planet. More and more scientists think carbon capture is the key to reducing CO2 emissions all around the globe. It's just one way that ExxonMobil is helping industrial plants be more like plants. That's the unexpected energy of Exxon Mobile. Jalen Rose, we all remember the ugly incident at the end of last week's Thursday night football game between Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph. Miles Garrett appealed his suspension for hitting Rudolph in the head with Rudolph's helmet. That appeal was upheld. So he is now indefinitely suspended from the NFL. And during the process, he accused Mason Rudolph of using a racial slur against him to sort of entice the incident. Jalen, what do you think about the suspension being upheld and Miles Garrett's ap- um, accusation that Mason Rudolph used a racial slur? We have no way of proving whether it's true or false. Usually in circumstances like this, the person after the game would have acknowledged that the slur happened once reporters walked into the locker room. Miles Garrett chose not to do that. However, he did choose to do that when he was being interviewed by the NFL. And what he thought thought was going to be a confidential um, revealing. For some strange reason, we actually know about it, which he didn't want us to know about it. But either way, 
I'm not mad at the suspension. I think six games is right on course. I figured penalties would get reduced from three to two. The disappointing one for me is that Mason Rudolph should have at least got a game. Definitely should have got a game. He should have gotten at least one game. And so I would have approached it different. Had I heard a slur, I would have let it be known after the game. But he didn't do that. But either way, I think the suspension is warranted. I think it's worth saying that we do not know whether or not a racial slur was used. And Mason Rudolph has also, through a statement through his lawyer, denied that he did do that. And we will never find out. But it's it's interesting to put this behind us because I, and now Miles Garrett needs to sort of like go back to the league office to be reinstated. Like not only is he indefinitely suspended, he needs to sort of like go back and start the process again to get reinstated. Do you expect to see him to play game one next season? Absolutely. I do not think that this should progress until next season for a couple of reasons. I think six games is substantial. I also believe that you don't want to carry negative energy from the previous season into the next season, which is going to affect both teams directly and indirectly. These are division rivals that play one another a couple of times a year, and those games always get physical and get heated. So I think this season, will it would be enough for Miles Garrett, especially for a team like the Browns that don't look like they're making the playoffs anyway. I, I Even though the Browns do have a very weak schedule, I do not think that the playoffs will be in play for Cleveland this year. Well, Something else might be in play for next year, which is pretty interesting. A gentleman by the name of Floyd Mayweather likes to keep himself in the news. He likes to be relevant. He likes to have people talking about him. So he went to Instagram and posted this coming out of retirement in 2020. Jalen, he has an undefeated record. Do you think he would jeopardize this undefeated record in the year 2020? I'm going to have to hit him on text and see if this is real or not. Because I would think if he's going to return to the fight game, it would literally be something unorthodox. Kind of like we saw with Conor McGregor or something like that. I don't anticipate mm-hmm. him getting back into a ring fighting a young upstart prospect. Well, this happened. This really happened. On ESPN3, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade's son played together in a real game for Sierra Canyon. It was a not a very competitive game. And I think Bronny had 10 and Zaire had 6. But Jalen... Here's my question for you. Will all of this attention and all this spotlight, will this actually be bad for their development as players? I think it's good in today's climate, Jacoby, because what ends up happening is the more famous you are at a young age, you get used to the scrutiny, you get used to the success, and normally as you start to get older, you become your skin becomes a lot thicker in dealing with it, whether it's social media whether it's television media. Before, I think this is something that really bothered a lot of young stars, whether in entertainment or actors or even athletes, being the son or the daughter of a famous athlete or being young, so very being famous and or successful, so very young. Then once you start to get older, it seems like it became a negative thing. But for these young players whose fathers have been in the spotlight forever, I think it's a good thing that now they're playing on TV. We're analyzing every play. So now as they continue to get a little bit older, they understand it comes with the territory. What about being one of their teammates, right? Like imagine you're one of their teammates. You consider yourself a better basketball player than these two, yet all people will talk about is these two (laughs) players because of their parents. Would you feel a certain way if you scored 20, but Jalen and Jacoby are talking about someone else who scored 10? 
No, because let me tell you how sports work. ESPN3 wouldn't be there if it wasn't for those two guys. But if I'm the guy that scored 20, now more people get a chance to see me, whether they're watching for them or not. That's how rankings work. That's how recruiting work. It, it creates a bigger stage for everybody to perform on both teams. Remember, this works both ways now. Good point. I know that they won via blowout, but there are going to be times where they get crossed up, where they get dunked on, where they have bad turnovers. That's what sports does to you. It tests your resolve on a game-to-game basis. It is now time for Cultural or Regional. Jalen. You know I love Post Malone. I just love his music so much. And he did something that shocked me. Him and one of his friends, an artist named Tyler Yahweh, played beer pong for $50,000. And then Yahweh immediately Venmoed Post Malone the $50,000 winnings. But my question for you is this. You know, Post Malone looks like me. Yahweh looks like you. Is beer pong cultural or regional? It's definitely cultural. And I got to say something to Yahweh. You got bamboozled. You got hoodwinked. <laughs> you got ran amok. You are led astray. Did you actually think that you were going to be the white guy at Beer Pong? <laughs> something that he's been exposed to since he was wearing diapers. Something he probably been doing since he was in high school. You all of a sudden think that you're going to show up as an adult and beat an experienced veteran like Post Malone, that was a soft move. I'm going to say that it could somewhat be regional too because I went to New York University. I never played beer pong once. I think it's like a suburban phenomenon as well. Like It's like it's cultural and regional. That's my take. Jalen Rose, sometimes we lean on your NBA experience for insight. Please take us behind the curtain. There was a detailed Jackie McMullen report about Kyrie Irving's behavior. And now there are some more rumors that he sort of caused some tension in the locker room. And Jared Allen addressed that with Bleach Report. He said, quote, he acts like a normal teammate. People say that he has mood swings, but that's a complete lie. He wants to see us succeed and do well, if anything. So, Jalen, I ask you to take us behind the curtain. Can reports of tension cause tension in a locker room? I don't think they could cause tension in the locker room. Losing basketball games does. And mm. you know I like to gauge success off of realistic expectations. The Nets were 42 and 40 last year, but they seem to have as much fun as any team in the league. Now yeah. when you add Kyrie Irving in the offseason, you expect the team to improve. They've dealt with a lot of injuries. Kyrie has missed a couple of games. Karis LeVert is going to be out four to six weeks. And you clearly have no Kevin Durant for the entire season. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this team over the next month or so as they can find a way to string together some victories. Jalen, the Lions go to Washington and have a very winnable game. Can the Lions actually win an NFL game on Sunday? Dwayne Haskins is going to be in travel, travel, travel. <laughs> Jalen, we, uh, we have a too hot for TV topic we couldn't put in the television show. Again, I wanted to, but I'm a journalist. We're serious journalists here. And it's about Meg Thee Stallion and Tristan Thompson. 
And I got it from sportsgossip.com. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if the news, I don't know if the news desk in Bristol would be too thrilled about this topic being there, but I'm going to talk about it now. Sportsgossip.com has some sources. Those sources tell them that not only did Meg the Stallion go see the Cavs Knicks game, that after the Cavs Knicks game, not only were Tristan Thompson and Meg the Stallion at catch eating dinner, but they were eating dinner together, just the two of them. Tristan Thompson has um had had a very famous girlfriend, Khloe Kardashian. They had a baby, and there were some videos of him without Khloe Kardashian with other women that were brought to light. He seems to uh, be out in these streets. What do you think about the latest rumors that are unconfirmed, irresponsible about Meg Thee Stallion potentially, maybe, possibly being linked to Tristan Thompson? You know who I blame? Who's that? LeBron. LeBron. I blame LeBron. This is LeBron's fault. I do. What's that? It's LeBron's fault. Because ever since he became a great basketball player and a superstar athlete, he's become a magnet that has allowed his teammates to flourish with really successful and talented and beautiful women, some that were artists. Booby Gibson comes to mind. Mm. Iman Shumpert comes to mind. Oh, good shot. Good Yo, you are prepared for this. Tristan Thompson, obviously. And Kyle Kuzma. Tristan him Thompson. Throwing him in there, too. And, so I, I blame LeBron. But but in all honesty, I want to try to get Meg Thee Stallion on the show. Because Please do. she's winning right now, and I know she'd be a great guest. But the other thing I want to ask her is, I also saw on the internet... She was getting, uh, uh, taking up the personal space of one Trey Songs at his birthday party. Well, I think when you're hot as Meg Thee Stallion is right now, you can just stand next to somebody and people are going to link you romantically. You know what I mean? Because she's big right now. Got you. She's big. Got you. She's big. You went from yeah, Nicki Minaj to Cardi B, and now it's Meg Thee Stallion. I would love to have her on the program. And remember, all she had to do was wear yeah, Kevin Knox's dope. jersey. Remember she wore a Kevin Knox jersey one day <laughs> in New York City? And all of a sudden, Knicks fans were like, I guess he's not that bad. He can play defense. You know, I mean, he's not a very efficient scorer, but he plays defense. <laughs> you know? So I'm glad you brought up the uh, NBA players sort of dating, um, you know, celebrities or Instagram models and whatnot. Because there's been a lot of rumors about Kyle Kuzma and a young woman by the name of Nicole. I gotta, no, 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 no. These lines get blurred in today's society, and please feel free to call 98580Jalen and leave a voicemail. Make sure you watch us every day at 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Those things are separate, in my opinion, and not equal. What things? Meg Thee Stallion is a talented celebrity. To me, that's different from an Instagram model. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. They're, they're, they're not the same. Oh, they're not, not the same. Not even similar. Not even similar. Not even similar. And this is something the that, that Kuzma. Is, this is something that Kuzma kind of addressed. Because he said that this woman, Nicole, he is not dating, that she's just clout chasing. So she's trying to come up by saying she's dating Kyle Kuzma. What do you think about that from Kuzma? Gotcha. Well, he learned from Flint, never beef down. And it works in reverse as well. You know? That's why he had to call her on it quick. And if he came out and used those terms, that means they not dating. Mm. Yeah. If he and used those was... terms, they not dating. 
And there was there was also some reports about uh, popular rapper NBA Youngboy trying to get in between the two of them too. And uh, you know what? Yes. I just wonder what it's like. What is it like? I just wonder what it's like because I'm old, I'm washed, and I'm married. But I always wonder what it's like. It's just being on Instagram, you know, because we any anybody that's been on Instagram has seen a young lady on there, you know. And just I just wonder what it's like just to just see somebody there and just and just be able to reach out to them in the DMs. You can literally talk to anybody. Back in my day, you had to like go to a bar and like get someone's phone number and then call them. Leave a voicemail. Oh, when you talking That's what about I was doing. and when you talk about women artists is winning. Don't forget Detroit's own Cash Doll. By the way, mm-hmm. um, the game has changed from having a conversation, playing double dutch about how you're going to approach somebody, whether they're alone or whether they're with friends, or actually quote unquote having game. Yeah, good point. So now it's a 50-50 proposition. You just slide in the DMs like NBA young boy allegedly did. Allegedly, he went into her DMs and she was like, what do you want? You know what his response was? You know what I want. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a 50-50 proposition whether that person is going to respond and... Whether you're going to get access or get denied. I don't like that about the game. I have a very important update, Jalen. So we didn't have a show yesterday. But I have a very important update. Big playoff win for the team. Wednesday night. Big playoff win for the team. Big playoff win for the team. We knew who we were playing against. We played against them before. But here's what happened, Jay. They were missing a couple of their key players. You can tell. They're missing a couple of their key players. Because we're like, we played this team before and we lost. But they looked a little different. They're a little taller, a little faster. So give us some updates. And shot a little How much better did y'all from the field? win by? What did you do? How so, did you score? That's what I want to so, know. How great did questions. You score? Great questions. Number one about the team. There's a thing in this league where there can you just kind of like if, if it's like down to a minute and you're down twenty, you just say you just look at the ref and kind of give him a nod. They blow the whistle and the game's over early. That's what happened in this game. We, we, we were ahead by so many. Wow, they, mercy rule? It's kind of, they, it's not a mercy rule. It's more just like a, it's more a surrender. It's just like, you know what? What are we doing out here? This ain't even worth it anymore. So we got there with this. So we won by like 20, 25, but we weren't up by much wow. in the end of the first half. But David Jacoby, first possession, baseline, wide open lane to the basket on the left side. I'm like, do I shoot a jumper? No, don't shoot a jumper. Dribbling in there, dribbled it in there, went up for a layup, but kind of like a floater layup thing. Off the backboard, didn't hit the rim, just complete miss. Embarrassing. <laughs> and that's my first shot, too. And you know I'm a mentally weak basketball player. That didn't go great. But And then I had a mismatch on the block. I did a little turnaround over the right shoulder, hit that. Rimmed around a bit. A little Kawhi Leonard, but it went in. Went in. That's all that matters. So now I'm one for two. Feeling Important better about question. myself. No, 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 no. Important what? question. What? What do you consider a mismatch? Oh, uh, I weighed 210 pounds. He probably weighed like 170. You know what I mean? Like he was skinny. Oh, that's really what it was. He was skinny. Like he was tall, but he was just skinny. And then, and then I had. So here's another thing. I know people really care about my game. Is I I shoot like 10 percent from three. Honestly, like 10 percent. Like 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 Giannis would call me a bad shooter. You know what I mean? But I shoot him up to get an open three. You just gotta do it for the offense. You guys throw it up there. But I had an open three. I've got a new game. i got a new thing now, Jay. Open three. I up fake it. I take one dribble, and then I shoot like a little floater. Dribble so that's what I did. 
Yeah, no, it's up fake, and people will legit turn around. Not just take one big dribble, get do a little eight foot floater. Because if you got an open three, you also have an open lane. That's the secret. If you have an open three, you also have an open lane. So I've decided to do that. I did that. Well, no, no, it looked no, great. no, it looked great. no, no, no. Basketball question. How do you get from the three-point line to eight feet in one dribble? I'm tall. I don't know, maybe two dribbles, whatever it is. I'm not counting dribbles, man. I'm just trying to get, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I I think maybe two dribbles. I don't know. I get there. I get there. But I got a three-point line. Is this a high school three-point line? Or an NBA three-point line? We play in high schools. No, I'm not playing NBA three-point line. You crazy? You crazy? You crazy? I can't shoot an NBA three. I shoot ten percent from high school. This is really important. Now, now this is really important distinction for the show about the expert at playground basketball. The rec league expert David Jacoby just did a real distinction on this program that I want to expose. Okay, it's one thing to shoot ten percent from three, but from high school three. I look at. I, I, I used to be a better shooter, Jay. I'm just telling you the truth. Do you want me to lie? Do you want me to go in this microphone and lie? Is that what you want? Or do you want me to tell the truth? I'm no. not that good at basketball. You play with me. I'm not that good. I'm old. My jumper just no, disappeared. You're good. I, got, I got three kids. I got three kids, man. I got three kids. Don't blame you know? them. Don't oh, no, blame the better, them. The better Don't you get at parenting, you. the worse you get at basketball. I used to be out there three or four times a week. I used to be out there three or four times a week, man. And now I'm out there once a week <laughs> in running time 40 minutes. <laughs> So I got that. So now I got, now I'm two for three, feeling good about myself. And again, mismatch on the block. And then my man who's out the game, shout to Rom. He goes, jump hook, because he knows I'm going to shoot the jump hook. And I shoot the jump hook, and it goes right in. <laughs> that was me. That was my day. Six points, three for four. Big win for the Flyers. And the best part of the whole win for the Flyers, Jalen Rowe shows up at the post party. No doubt. Because you said you were going to come to the game, but I knew you wouldn't come to the game. But if there's if there's a, if there's a, some hot toddies involved, Jalen Rose will be there. <laughs> well, I initially was planning on going to the game, and I know you follow me on social media. I ended up blowing up the Puma store with the wife. Good for you, VIP style. Left with like six bags. Did some Christmas shopping. Fun night. Dropped Good off the you. bag. Then I came and hang out with y'all. Yeah. Watch some NBA basketball. What was that? The Clippers and the uh, Celtics game. Clippers Celtics game. Yeah, it was a, it was a nice night. They got they got league pass at that bar, so they put up they put on a bunch of different games. It's always something to look at. The Knicks and the Sixers. The Knicks were up by eleven against the Sixers, and my whole team is like, this ain't gonna last. Like this is not this is not gonna last. There's no. <laughs> We know, we know where this is headed. We know exactly where this is headed. You know? <laughs> we always say we give the people what they want. And part of that is opening up the phone lines. If you call 985-80-JALEN, you can leave us a voicemail. And especially if you give Reg Ledge a shout, he'll put it on the show just like this. What up, Jalen and Jacoby? Shout out, Reg. Big shout out. Put me on the pod. Uh, important question for you guys. I'm sitting out here in uh, the nice sunny uh, Venice uh, air and I'm clipping my nails right now and uh, I wanted to get your guys opinion on cutting your toenails and your fingernails what's the uh, the best place to do it what's the uh, appropriate length that you should be cutting your fingernails and toenails uh, I'm a hooper so you know I try not to cut my fingernails way too short and then have them uh, 
hurting and then, uh, you know, possibly bleeding when you catch the basketball. But, uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think. Where should I be cutting my nails? Should I be cutting them outside or just leaving all those clippings inside, getting my my apartment dirty? All right, guys. You know Give what? I love this question. What they want. Because I saw a dude clipping his nails on the subway, and that's just not appropriate. Jalen Rose does not like it when people use public spaces like their private spaces. There's only one place where it's okay to clip your nails. There's only one. There's only one place in the whole world. That is in your own home. The privacy of your own home. And let me tell you how David Jacoby gets down. My wife is really intelligent. She reads the New Yorker. So I always grab one of her New Yorkers. And I clip my nails over the New Yorker. And then to so make sure I get all the clippings on top of that magazine. And then I fold the magazine up and I slide the nails into the trash or the toilet. That's how I get down. That is how I clip my nails. Jalen Rose, how do you do it? So this topic for me has evolved over my life. Oh, don't say it. And I remember being a young wannabe athlete. This is maybe between the ages of like 7 and 14. I was the kind of guy that would watch television, whether it was Fat Albert, Different Strokes, Sanford and Son, Happy Days, whatever I was watching. Good times. During the, during the commercials, I would always do something athletic. Whether do some push-ups, try to do some sit-ups, try to do a little jump rope. I just felt like I was a young athlete. You know, I'm sitting mm-hmm. there watching TV. I got to do something. I got to work hard, you know, in my head. I would put on ankle weights and be doing all of that. Jumping up and down, all of that. Boxes, doing, just watching TV all day. I'm a big time TV watcher growing up. One of the things I also did was stretch. And as I got older, when I was younger, I was a lot more limber, clearly, did a lot of break dancing. One of the things I used to actually do, I used to put my foot in my mouth and bite my toenails. Wait, hit the brakes. Wait a second. You would put your foot in your mouth. And bite your toenails. That's how you clipped your toenails. Correct. Please tell me you were like one because year old. I also because I also this is bit my fingernails. Jalen, no, 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 I bit my how fingernails. Old, how old were you really when you time? bit your own toenails? This is disgusting. We've been doing this show for eight years. You've never mentioned this. But pre-high school years, so between maybe six or seven to like what thirteen, maybe twelve. So you were a 12-year-old, for like 12-year-old young man putting your own toes in your mouth and biting your toenails. Jalen Rose, do you know how disgusting that is? Do you have any idea that you probably shouldn't have said that? This is like the Nick City Dancers thing. I don't care. You probably shouldn't have said that. Biting your own toenails? I'm here to... I'm here to inspire the people, man. There are people out here that look at me and they like, he's famous, you know, he's got a talented wife, he dresses nice, all of the positive things I have going, I have to give confidence to those that need it, that do crazy uh, things and let them know that they can overcome them. <laughs> let me tell you something I was also doing during those same years. Oh, peeing no. in the bed. I peed in the bed to, to at least like fourth, fifth grade. Really? For sure. Mr. Peabody? Yeah, when people tease me to come. Yeah, that was my nickname. <laughs> 
I'll wake up in the morning. I'll flip the mattress. I'll wash whatever I slept in. All of that. I'm here to uh. inspire. So as I started to get older, maybe like eighth grade, ninth grade, when I started scoring like 40 points <laughs> in basketball games and realized I was talented and started getting recruited and stuff like that. Yeah. That's when I started stopped doing a lot of stuff that were young habits. Okay. True story. I appreciate your candor. I appreciate you being honest, but I also just want you to know it's absolutely disgusting to bite your own finger toenails off. <laughs> disgusting. It's disgusting. Now, Yo, now, have you ever have I you progressed? Ever, have you ever clipped your toenails and then smelled the toenail clipping? Have you ever done that in your life? It's so gross. It is the of course. Worst, it is the worst smell that your body can't create. And you had that in your mouth. So, you were a basketball player too. So you'd be done playing basketball with those sweaty socks. And those, oh, and then you would just, just put, put those sweaty, sweaty, sweaty big toenails. Like the little toenails isn't that gross. But the big toenails, just put that in your I, mouth and bite it. That is disgusting. I grew up, I grew up in an era, father being the number one pick in the draft, 1967. Never met him. I grew up in the game. So I remember when it was really important for athletes to actually show up on a nightly basis to grow the game and the popularity of it to where now the players can get the salaries that they get now. The NBA used to be on tape delay. I used to watch Dr. J do his moves or whatever. I'd be in the house doing them, fam. Put a ha- color, put, put a couple of hangers together, make them into a hoop. Put some scotch tape on them. Take some foil out of the kitchen. Put a sock around it. Shoot with range, floaters. That's why I had a soft touch. All day. And so, yes, stretching. And putting my... I'd be saying yes. the same thing if I so were I you. So I did that. I'd be talking about all that instead of talking so when about I the got, fact that I used to put my own feet in my mouth and bite my, t- my toenails. That's what I'd be doing I, too. I already me. said that. I already said that. But it's more. So as I got to high school and college... I didn't necessarily clip them. I just used to peel them. So every now and then you get that blood or you don't really get it all the way off. You kind of snatch it off 75% and you get that little stub that you eventually start bleeding. And so in the league, basically the same thing. But as I've gotten older, out of the league, easy now. Easy work. I go get a mani-pedi. That's my thing now. Uh, you know Manny Petty. I'm not I'm not acting like a tough guy, but I'm, I never really had a Manny Petty. One time my wife was like, let's go do it once. Overrated. Didn't love the experience. Didn't love these. Took too long. It was just like, I think I'm better off just jumping out the shower and just clipping my soft nails off in 35 seconds. Put them on the New Yorker. So, so I'm a professional nail biter. So I'll go to the Manny Petty spot, but I only get a Petty and a foot massage and a leg massage. That's what I get. Get the scrub okay. off the bottom. Get the snowflakes off the bottom of my feet. Jaylen. Get a nice foot massage, calf massage. I didn't love the experience. I can't lie. Didn't love it. Have a good weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening. Make sure you tell a friend to, tell a friend to subscribe to Jalen and Jacoby. We'll be back we'll on Monday. We'll be back.